0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Richard Diamond, private detective. Basil Rathbone
2: and Nigel Bruce in the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Suspense. The
3: adventures of Sam Spade, detective. Dragnet. And now, gangbusters. Welcome to the Film Detective Podcast where we bring you theater-of-the-mind programming from the golden age of radio. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, it's a 1948 radio comedy episode of My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Stick around. We'll be right back. Lucille Ball and Lee Bowman audition for the roles of a married couple and a radio pilot for a new comedy drama, My Favorite Husband, based on the novel Mr. and Mrs. Cougat. The concept was very well received, and within a few weeks, the weekly sitcom was established. Bowman was replaced by Richard Denning, and during the first season, the Cougats were renamed the Coopers, who lived in a little white two-story house in the bustling small suburb of Sheridan Falls. Sometimes forgetful, always lovable, Liz Cooper was constantly embroiled in situations that took an unexpected turn and showcased Lucille Ball's flair for comedy and her wonderful sense of timing. Liz was the wacky wife. George Cooper was her ultra-conservative banker husband. Character actor Gail Gordon, who would work with Ball numerous times over the decades, appeared on a regular basis as Rudolph Atterberry, George's boss. The program's sponsor was General Foods, makers of Jell-O. Jess Oppenheimer produced and directed the series and wrote most of the radio scripts. When CBS asked Lucille Ball to come up with an idea for a television show, she and Oppenheimer reworked the concept into I Love Lucy, replacing Richard Denning with Ball's real-life husband, Desi Arnaz. In this 1948 radio comedy episode, Liz changes identities with her maid, Katie, so Katie can impress her old boyfriend, Roscoe Miller. Here's Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband.
2: We present Lucille Ball as My Favorite Husband, a new series based on the delightful stories of Isabel Scott Rorick's gay and sophisticated Mr. and Mrs. Cougat, two people who live together and like it, starring Miss Ball with Richard Denning. Well, let's look in on the Kugats and see what they're doing. It is morning, and Katie, the maid, is in the kitchen. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's not Katie. It's Liz. And she's just served George his eggs without bothering to tell him that she cooked them herself. And now George is taking his first mouthful.
4: I'll bet he can't tell the difference between Katie's cooking and mine. Oh! I wonder how he knew. Liz, what's happened to Katie's
5: cooking? These eggs are
4: awful. What seems to be the matter with them, dear?
5: Oh, well, look at them. Is it such a trick to cook two four-minute eggs? Uh Uh-oh. What's the matter?
4: They're four two-minute eggs. What? Or was it eight one-minute eggs? Oh, well, it's all your fault. Mine? Yes, why don't you eat scrambled eggs like everyone else?
5: (laughs) Oh, Liz, I I can't believe Katie has slipped so badly. Is is she ill?
4: Try the coffee, George. Some nice hot coffee will make you feel better. (sighs) All right. What do you think of the coffee, George?
5: It reminds me of my childhood.
4: Oh, you you mean like your mother used to make?
5: No, I mean the time I fell off a boat in the Mississippi River.
4: <laughs> What's going on
5: around here? Katie cooks a rotten breakfast and you're crying. And...
4: I cooked your breakfast myself. Honey,
5: you you cooked it? Oh, why didn't you tell me?
4: What difference would it make?
5: Well, a lot. <laughs> For you, this food is
1: delicious. <laughs> oh, honey, now
5: no, no, stop. But I'm sorry if I hurt your feet.
4: <laughs> <There>,
1: yeah, that's. <laughs> it.
5: Here, here, take my hand. Come. Here.
4: Thank you. I guess I did make a mess of everything, but I tried.
5: Sure, come, come here, honey. Let me kiss you.
4: Oh, all right.
1: Mm. <laughs>
5: Oh, that's the best breakfast in the world. It is? Oh, yes, that's much better than Katie could do. What? Ah. <laughs> I mean, than Katie could cook. Oh, you know what I mean.
4: Hold uh, me tight, George. Okay. Tighter. 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 Oh, but Liz... Go on, pretend I'm a watch and break my crystal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <please.
5: laughs> Well, I I guess I'd better get to work.
4: Oh, George, you can't go without eating. Here, give me those eggs. I'll boil them some more for you.
5: Oh, no. I'll I'll eat downtown here. Say, today isn't Thursday. Where is Katie, anyhow?
4: Oh, she's up in her room. There's something wrong, George. I guess she's sick. Liz. What? uh,
5: You didn't cook breakfast for her, did you?
4: Oh, Oh. get out of here.
1: (laughs) Mrs.
4: Cougart, you shouldn't ought to do the dishes. Oh, Katie, why didn't you stay up in your room? I'm practically finished. Just one more dish and I'm through. I'm through. <laughs> Are you feeling any
6: better, Katie? Oh, I'm not really sick, Mrs. Cougart. I'm just worried. Worried? Are you in any kind of trouble, Katie? Yes. You see, I have a boyfriend, Roscoe Miller. I
4: haven't seen him in 15 years. 15 years? 15 years. Now, don't you let him rush you into anything.
1: Oh, no, I
4: won't. You see, we've been
6: corresponding. Roscoe's very wealthy, and somewhere he got the idea that I was wealthy, too. Uh, someone wrote and told him I travel in fancy society.
4: Well, now, who told him a thing like that?
6: I did. Oh. (laughs) Well, I had matrimonial designs on him, and I wanted to to sound glamorous. And and now he's coming to town, and he'll stop in and see me. Oh, what'll I do, Mrs.
4: Cougott? Well, can't you write to him and tell him not to come? No, I sent him a letter, but he'd already left. It was returned to me here. Let me see. Dearest Roscoe, I was utterly charmed to receive your gracious note and hastened to reply as soon as I got done reading it.
6: Uh, those panty words don't sound like the real me.
4: Well, the real you keeps popping through every so often. In your last letter, you said my dinner party sounded like I was eating with the upper set. I don't know how you could tell from way out there in Kansas, but as long as you're interested, I now have a new lower set and can eat better than ever.
1: Oh, Katie,
4: it's a lucky thing this letter came back. Oh, Mrs.
6: Cougar, what'll I do? I just can't let him know I've been fibbing to him. I'll go out of town. Oh, now, Katie. Oh, I can't see him. Mm. I know. I'll kill
4: myself. Oh, now be sensible. There must be something we can do. (gasps) Of course. It's very simple. I saw them do it in a movie once. The lady of the house played the maid, and the maid was the lady of the house. (laughs) It'll be kind of fun, Katie. I'll be your maid, and you can be everything you said you were. Do you really think we could get away with this? Certainly. Meet Liz, your new maid. If you want anything, just call (laughs) ma'am.
6: I think this dress of yours fits me, Mrs.
4: Cougat. <clears throat> there. How does it look? No, not that one, Katie. It's too tight. Oh, but it's such a pretty shade of yellow. I know, but it's too tight. You look like a ripe banana.
6: <laughs> oh, really, it's not bad. Let me walk around in it. I'll show you. All right.
1: <laughs> what was
4: that? Banana split. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right, Katie. It was an old dress. What about this one? Oh, it's
6: beautiful, but I might split it, too. I guess we might as well give up. I'm just too fat for your clothes.
4: Oh, fiddle-faddle.
6: Well, that's just it. My fiddle's okay, but I'm too big in the faddle. Well, try it on. Yes, ma'am.
4: And you've got to remember I'm not ma'am. I'm Liz, the maid. All right. Liz. Good. Now, you remember that, won't you? Yes, ma'am. Oh,
1: Katie.
6: How does that dress feel? Oh, fine, except for one thing. I can't sit down.
4: Oh, you're exaggerating.
6: Oh, Mrs. Cougat is here. Give me your apron. There, darling. Do I look like a maid? Oh, you look okay. And Now, remember, let Ross go in, take his hat, and
4: show him into the living room. All right, all right. Now, you go on in. I'll get the door. Oh,
6: I'm so excited.
4: Good afternoon. Is the lady of the house in? Yes, madam is expecting you. May I take your hat? Oh,
3: sure, here.
4: This way, please. There she is. Well, aren't you going to say anything to each other? I never saw him before in my life. You didn't? What's going on here?
5: Don't ask me. I just came here to collect for the newspaper.
6: Oh. <laughs> hey, i Katie. Yes, ma'am. Hey, the maid's giving the orders. What'd you do, lady? You lose an election bet? <laughs> Here's your money. Goodbye. Oh, too bad that was a false alarm. I had myself all primed. Oh, gee, I wish I could sit down. I'm weak.
4: Well, stiffen up and I'll lean you against something. (laughs) Say, what
6: does this Roscoe look like? Well, when I first met him, he was tall, dark, and handsome and had flowing hair. He uh, sent me a picture recently.
4: Is he still tall, dark, and handsome? Uh, no, somehow he managed to get short and dumpy. You know, that happens to a lot of men. And their hair stops flowing and just sort of trickles. Oh, that must be him. Oh, go back in the living room. I'll get it. He so open the door, take his hat, show him in. Good afternoon. I'm Roscoe Miller. Oh, no. <laughs> Won't you come in? May I take your hat? No, thank you. Madam is waiting in the living room. May I take your hat?
7: No, thank you.
4: I'll tell her you're here. May I take your hat?
7: Young lady, this may come as quite a shock to you, but I'm not wearing a hat.
4: (laughs) Well, go right into the living room. What are you staring at?
7: I haven't seen anybody curtsy in years.
4: Oh, Roscoe! Katie!
7: Oh,
6: come in and sit down, Roscoe. Oh,
7: thank you, Katie, thank you. Yeah.
6: Oh.
7: <laughs> well... Ain't you going to sit down too, Katie?
6: Oh, oh, no, no, I'll stand.
7: Oh,
8: come on, Katie. Sit down by me here on the couch. Oh, no,
6: no, I
4: always stand.
8: Uh, But why? Uh,
4: Well, I, uh, uh, well, I. She wants to be ready in in case somebody plays the Star Spangled Banner.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
8: Yes,
4: that's it. I'm very patriotic.
8: Oh, you're talking bosh. Come on, sit down here. Roscoe,
4: Roscoe, let go of my arm. Well, there goes her patriotism. (laughs) Excuse me, please. I'll go get the tea.
6: Well, Roscoe, tell me all about yourself.
7: No, 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 Katie. You tell me all about yourself.
6: (laughs) No, Roscoe, I want to hear about you. You never married, did you? I can't understand why some girl didn't snap you up.
7: Well, Katie, you want to know something? Neither can I. (laughs) You're not married, are you, Katie?
6: No, Roscoe. Just like I wrote you in my letters, I don't even have any boyfriends.
7: Then whose cigar is that in the ashtray?
6: Cigar? Oh, oh dear. It's... It's... Mine. (laughs) You... Yes, there's nothing I like better than a good cigar.
8: <laughs> well, here, have one of mine. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, I insist. Corona, corona. Here, I'll light it for you.
6: <laughs> oh, no, I-, I don't feel like smoking right now. I- I'll just hold it. <laughs> it uh, looks like a real expensive cigar. <laughs>
7: yeah. <clears throat> I thought you didn't have any boyfriends, Katie. here's a picture of a handsome young devil, and it's inscribed, yeah, to my darling wife
8: on our first anniversary.
6: Oh, yes, Uh, yes, I I guess I did marry him, but I divorced him right after.
8: (laughs) Here's another in a hockey uniform. It says, to my wonderful wife on her fifth anniversary.
6: It does? Well, I I married him later. Uh, We were divorced right after that.
8: Looks like the same fella.
4: Well, it well, I mean, uh, they were twins.
8: <laughs>
4: Pardon me, madam, but how do you get the cream and sugar into those little tea bags?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: Never mind the tea. Never mind the tea. Just stay here and have a cigar. <laughs> what? Well, you see, Roscoe's been asking me about my husband. He
8: saw the pictures. Uh oh. She doesn't seem to make sense.
4: Oh, I'm so sorry you brought it up, Mr. Miller. I should have warned you. We don't speak of him around here. It upsets her.
8: Oh, Katie, I'm sorry. What happened?
6: You tell him, Liz.
8: Yes, tell me. I I sense something strange. I'm anxious to know what the story is going to be.
4: So am I. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? I mean, well, it seems he left here one night Seven years ago, and, and, and we haven't heard from him since. No. Yes. A- and he took the children with
8: him. No.
4: Yes. And he took her automobile with him.
8: The cab?
4: No, the Buick.
1: <laughs>
4: and then we heard the bad news.
8: Uh, Katie, you don't have to torture yourself by listening to this, you know.
4: Oh, it's all
6: right, Rasco. I want to see how it comes <laughs> out.
4: <laughs>
1: Go ahead, please.
4: Uh, well, the police came, and uh, we learned the money was missing. He knew the, the grand jury was going to indict him, and the strain was too much. You mean? Yes, amnesia. <laughs> Wandering the world somewhere, not even knowing who he is.
8: No, no, no. no. Katie, k- Katie, don't you cry.
4: Oh, I can't help it. That's the saddest story I ever heard.
1: <laughs>
8: now, now, maybe you'll find him someplace. What was his name?
1: Asker! Uh, uh,
4: Adolph. Adolf Jensen.
8: Katie, I'm going to help you find this man. I'll hire a detective agency. Now, you tell me, where did you meet this uh, Adolf Jensen?
4: At the country At club. At the bank.
8: <laughs> I beg your pardon?
6: At the bank. At the country club. <laughs>
8: Katie, certainly you know where you met your husband.
6: Oh, well, it was such a long time ago. How long? Eight years. Ten years. Uh, ten years. Eight years. <laughs>
4: I'll get it. Excuse
8: me. Now, you try to get hold of yourself, Katie.
4: Corey Cartwright, am I glad to see you. Step out here on the porch.
2: Liz, dear, what's the matter? You've
4: got to help me. I'm in a jam. Now, look, Katie's old boyfriend is in there, and she wrote and told him she was wealthy, and now he thinks her husband is a bank embezzler, and I think he's getting wise.
2: You lost me around that last curve.
4: Corey, try to understand. Roscoe Miller is Katie's old boyfriend who thinks she's married to Adolph Jensen. Adolph has amnesia because he embezzled a bank and we've got to get rid of Roscoe before George comes home and he finds out the truth. Now, is that clear?
2: Sure. You just condensed the plot of the last three years of Ma Perkins.
4: <laughs> Look, I can't explain now. Just do me a favor and get rid of that man in our living room. Take him anywhere.
2: Well, I'll take him downtown and drop him somewhere. I was going to the railroad station anyway.
4: Oh, are you meeting someone?
2: No, but a lot of pretty girls travel on trains, and they're always kissing their friends hello and goodbye. Mm -hmm. I get down there just before train time. In the excitement, they don't know who they're kissing. (laughs)
1: Oh,
4: Corey! Now you forget about that and get rid of Roscoe for us.
6: Well, here's your dress, Mrs. Cougat. I worked on it for an hour, but it's ripped too bad to fix. You can take it out of my salary. Oh,
4: nonsense, Katie. Hello? Hi, dear. How are things going? Oh, hello, George. Everything's fine.
5: Uh, you're not cooking dinner, are you?
4: <laughs> no, Katie's much better. You don't have to worry. Oh,
5: good. Say, uh, is it all right if I bring a friend home?
4: Oh, certainly. Who is it? Anyone I know?
5: No, he's a stranger in town. Uh, happened in and bought some bonds from me. Uh, his name's, uh, Miller. Roscoe Miller. Liz? Liz?
4: We were disconnected. Oh! oh, George, no. George, hello? Oh, he hung up. Oh, what's the matter, Mrs. Cougar? Just call me Liz. What? We've been held over, Katie. We've got to give a repeat show for the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> don't understand. I don't know how, but somewhere George has found Roscoe, and he's bringing him home for dinner. Oh, no. I can't go through it again, Mrs. Cougar. Call him back. Tell him I'm sick. Anything. I'll call him right away.
9: Can you imagine, Bessie? That's exactly what he said to me. Those were his
4: darn. Somebody's on this party line. If
9: I hadn't been you, Ruthie, I'd have slugged him
1: once.
9: <laughs> I would have, Bessie, but how would it look? He's two feet shorter than me. Gee, you should to tell him about those elevated shoes. <laughs> I did. And guess what? I give up, hey. <laughs> he was already wearing them. A- Without him, he's three feet shorter than me. I
4: wish they'd get off the line. Say,
9: real thing, I think we got company on the line. Hey, big ears, if you want to hear something, why don't you turn on the radio?
4: (laughs) I think they heard me. Oh, why don't they hang up? I know just what to tell George. I'll say I have locked jaws. Lockjaw. jaw? Yes, and I can't eat dinner. How does this sound? Mm, don't come home tonight, George. I have lock jaw. Lock jaw. Oh,
6: it
9: sounds sick. All right. Oh,
6: I
4: hope they're through talking.
9: <clears throat> What'd he do then, Ruthie? Ah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he stopped the car and told me we were out of gas. Can you imagine? No kidding. And you believe him. Sure. Who do you think emptied the tank? Pardon me,
4: but I'd like to use this phone.
9: Uh-oh. Miss Budinsky's back again. <laughs> Make like you don't hear her. We got right. Now, what were you saying, dearie?
4: Oh, they're going to be on there all day. Oh, isn't there anything you can do? I've got an idea. Be very quiet now.
9: And there we were, just the two of us under the stars. He gazed into my eyes and I gazed into his. How could you gaze into each other's eyes if you were so much taller than him? I was sitting down and he was standing up. (laughs) You're so smart.
4: Pardon the interruption, please. This is the supervisor. We are putting this line out of service temporarily. Hang up, please.
9: Don't look now, but Nosy Josie's back again.
1: (laughs) Now,
4: look, I have to use this line. This is an emergency.
9: Oh, yeah? What kind of an emergency? Uh,
4: my house is on fire.
9: Then there's only one decent thing for us to do, Ruthie. Yeah. We'll go over and help her toast marshmallows. Very funny. Ruthie. Yeah, kid. Hang on a minute. I want to see how my roast is doing. Don't hang up. I won't.
4: Oh, Katie, I've got them now. Oh, Ruthie. Yeah, kid. Uh, sorry, I gotta go now. My roast is burning up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
9: that's too bad. Well, goodbye, Bessie. Goodbye.
5: A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
4: warm down now. We'll wait for Bessie. Oh, Rosie. Yeah, kid. The roast is okay. Oh, that's good. But I gotta go now, Bessie. My bath is running over. And you know how that guy downstairs complains.
9: Okay,
4: goodbye,
9: Rosie. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Third National Bank. Mr. Cougat, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Cougott is gone for the day.
4: Are you sure?
2: Why, yes. He left with another gentleman. Said he was going to show him the
4: town. Oh, darn. Two ladies gone. Oh, what'll we do now? Get out the marshmallows, Katie. I think I'll set house on fire. Hey,
2: Liz, where are you? In here, Corey. Oh, I just stopped by to tell you I got rid of Roscoe Miller for you. I dropped him on a corner downtown.
4: Oh, why didn't you drop him into an open manhole? Uh
2: Uh-oh. What happened? Well,
4: apparently, Roscoe wandered into the bank and met George, and Mother's little helper is bringing him home to dinner. Oh, no! Oh, yes, and you've got to go find them and head them off, or or we'll have to keep up this crazy Adolph Jensen business all night.
2: But where can I find them? I
4: don't know, but find them. Go to all the points of interest, places you'd show an out-of-town guest.
2: Say, that's a good idea. I haven't seen half those places myself. (laughs)
5: Well, Mr. Miller, here we are. You
7: know, the... Wait a minute.
8: You live here? Well, well yes. I thought you looked familiar. Oh, I've got wonderful news for you, son. What? <laughs> Welcome home, Adolf!
1: <laughs> Adolf
8: Yes, Adolph or George, as you call yourself. Now, I got something to tell you, son. Before you go into that house, you should know something. You have a wife.
5: Well, I I, I should hope so. I had one this morning when I left the house.
8: Now, George, it only seems like this morning. Actually, it was seven years ago.
1: What are
8: you talking about? Uh, Well, this must be confusing to you, my boy. Now, don't worry. Just walk into that house. Your loved ones are waiting for you, Adolph Jensen. This is going to be the happiest day of your life.
1: <laughs>
8: I don't know what you're talking about. Look,
5: I'll open the door and show you. I'm not Adolph Jensen. I'm George Kuga. Hello, honey.
4: Adolph, welcome home. <laughs>
5: what is this? Come on, baby, give me a kiss.
8: No, Adolph, that's not your wife. The other one is. Although I can't say I blame you.
6: (laughs) Adolf, darling.
5: Hey, what's the matter with all of you? Why do you keep calling me Adolf?
4: Because that's your name. You've been sick. You've had amnesia for seven years and now you're well again.
5: And
8: Katie's your wife.
5: Now I'm sick again. (laughs) (laughs) What is
8: this? Now, Adolf, we're trying to help you. Help you remember the past. First of all... What about the children? The children? Yes, Adolf, you remember. The children. I haven't got any children. Oh, yes, you have. How many was it? 7
6: Six.
4: Six. Six. Um, I'll take it, Katie. Six. Well, if I have
5: so many children, where are they now?
4: Don't you have them? No, I don't. What have you
8: done with them? Think, Adolf, think. <laughs> Look,
5: my name isn't
8: Adolf. I am George Cougar. Is that clear? He does seem rather positive, Katie. Are, are you sure this is Agar? Uh, does he have any identifying marks? Tattoos, moles, warts, strawberry marks? No,
4: I don't think he has. Oh, yes, he does. He's got a darling mole on his left knee. He has? Oh, I mean, yes, he has. If Liz says so, oh, that's right.
1: Yes? <laughs>
5: Listen. I'm sick and tired of all this. I don't know what kind of a game you're playing, but I'm not Adolph Jensen. I'm George Kugat. I have no children. I'm married to Liz, and Katie's the
4: maid.
8: He's in worse shape than I thought. I'll
4: get it. Buck up, old man. Now you fight this thing. Oh, Corey. Hi, Liz. Step out here. I want to explain things to you. Now don't give us away. You see, somebody has come back. Oh, Corey, am I glad to see you.
5: Come in here. You're just in time to save my life. Now listen, Miller. this is my best friend. He's known me for years. He'll tell you who
4: I am. Why, Adolph, don't you recognize him? Look, who's here? Your oldest son. Corey, say something
1: <laughs> Daddy) oh, <no. laughs>
4: It all worked out, didn't it, George? Roscoe never knew the difference. Katie's pride was saved. Nobody was hurt, were they?
5: I guess not, Liz. I'll have to admit, the old codger gave me a big order for some
4: bonds. Oh, he did? Yeah? Well, oh, then maybe I can have that new fur coat. Can I, George? George? Can I? Why don't you answer me?
5: Who are you, lady? I'm Adolph Jensen.
4: All <laughs> oh, right, I don't want the fur coat.
5: Hi, Liz. Oh, you. (laughs) No, I was just fooling. Come on, give me a kiss. Well, (laughs) give me a kiss. What's the matter, Liz?
4: I'm not Liz. I'm Mrs. Jensen. You are? Yes. (laughs) Turn off the lights, Adolf. Hey, George, are you asleep yet?
5: Oh, not quite. Why?
4: I've got the <laughs> hiccups.
5: Oh, fine.
4: Never mind, I think they've stopped now.
5: No, that's good. Good night, dear. Good night. <laughs> mm. uh, try holding your breath while you count to ten.
4: Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... <laughs>
5: No. Uh, count faster than that. One, two, three, four. Oh. Uh, one of the girls at the office has a system. She concentrates uh, to get rid of the hiccups. She names over all her old boyfriends.
4: Well, I'll try. Uh, but I don't think I had enough boyfriends to do any good. Let's see Harold, Joe, Tommy, Chuck, Milt, Fred, Eddie, Peter, Jimmy, Ronald, Liz, Paul. Oscar, Desi, Walter, Bob, Al, Bill, Harry. Liz! John, Greg, Desi, Cliff, Roy, Cal, Dick, Mickey, Desi, Don, Hank, Charlie. Oh, George, it worked. They're gone.
5: Well, thank goodness.
4: Well, what are you mad about? It was your idea.
5: Well, I certainly didn't know you had so many boyfriends. Now, go to sleep.
4: All right. Good night, George.
2: Ah! My Favorite Husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.
3: That's my favorite husband, starring Lucille Ball and Richard Denning from November 6, 1948. Also heard in the cast, B. Benaderet, Hans Conried, Florence Hallep, and Herb Weigren. Sponsored by Jello, is heard over CBS. Next time on the Film Detective Podcast, Raymond Edward Johnson stars in a radio horror series, Murder at Midnight from 1946. So don't miss it. To learn more about this series,